Hi, this is Allison, and I am excited because after recording our snack about motorcycles are for lovers, I hopped on Vicky and remembered that they got it. So it is now playing weekly on Vicky. So if you have Vicky, you can start watching it. I think they're up to for episode four or five. So you don't have to get um, the other service. They'll be showing that on Vicky. Young SAO, welcome to Afternoona Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, three American romance novelists discussing all things K-romance from a writer's lens. We fangirl over our favorite actors and actresses, talk up our trope addictions, and nerd out on K-drama deep dives. We'll throw in a few K-pop and K-skincare wrecks for good measure, because why not ride the haul you wave all the way to shore? So grab some duck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey, good evening. Hi, this is so exciting. Yeah, so this is going to be the first snack that Afternoon of Delight has done in some time for for the podcast. We were doing them pretty regularly and then it just became a matter of capacity. And so tonight it's just me from the pod, Leah, and our Afternoon Army host and also friend of Afternoon of Delight pod, Allison. Yay, I'm so excited to talk about BLs because that's all I do is <laughs> yes, BL and so, BTS. <laughs> so we are here tonight to talk about BLs, in particular a Thai BL and in particular a very specific one called Love is in the Air. So before we get into this drama and why we think everyone should watch it, what is a BL, Allison? For like, Because some folks are going to be like, I know everything there is to know about the industry. And some people are going to be like, I don't even know what acronym you're using. BL is boy love. So boy love drama, it's male male romance. The Thai entertainment industry has a ton of them and they're for the most part incredible. There's some that aren't so hot, but that's okay. You know, growing pains. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Like you said is a Thai BL called Love is in the Air. So what um what was your first because you know we talk a lot about with Korean dramas, you know, Crash Landing on You was a gateway drug for us on the pod and everyone kind of has their own like gateway, mm. you know, drama. What was a gateway uh, BL, Thai BL for you? The first one was Tale of a Thousand Stars. And I just saw a still of it on Instagram and I fell in love with the still. I was like, I need to know who these two people are. And I haven't watched regular dramas since then and that was last march i've only been watching bl since then so i love it my gateway was kin porsche which Mm. megan from afternoon of delight was really excited about like she was hearing a lot of buzz so i jumped in with kim porsche which was basically like no no little like floaties no swim class you were just like jumping into the deep end of the pool yeah, that one was pretty incredible because all the BLs, well, most of the BLs I had watched before that took place like in a Thai university and most likely in the engineering department of a Thai university. Mm-hmm. So that one, it was fun to see the like actors portraying people in the real world, you know, not at a university in the engineering department. That You're actually right about that yeah. as a convention. Yeah. And it is very much often what we would say in like the book world, which I know you're like adjacent to the book world too, is like new adult romance, that kind of Mm -hmm. coming in age period. Whereas Ken Porsche was like full. I mean, there are some younger stories in it, but for the most that are more coming of age, but for the most part, these are like grown ass men 
doing grown-ass men things. Yes, which is fascinating because most of those actors are the same age as the actors who are in like the traditional university setting dramas, but they're playing much different characters, much more mature yes. in, in and, many ways. Okay, so fashion, before we get into it too, there is a, there is a decided lack of buttons. In yes, types. yes. <laughs> Unless you're at the engineering school. <laughs> and then your button is to the very top button. And then your button is to the top. And sometimes you're wearing a tie. Like, I don't, I have a huge love for, like, the university wardrobe and mm-hmm. uniform in Thailand. Like, to me, that's, like, comfort food. When I see a drama and they're in their, like, black pants and white button-down shirt, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I know I'm going to love it fantastic so I have like like culturally it's fun to think about like I'd never really thought too much be coming from like very western background of like wearing a uniform to university too Mm -hmm. um which might have saved me some from some very unfortunate fashion choices (laughs) and a lot of hemp necklaces when I was at university so many hemp necklaces at that time oh my gosh so many hemp necklaces very oversized corduroy pants mm-hmm. I was really into kind of like I went from like kind of like hippie into some sort of like mm, wannabe sexy rocker I don't even know what I would have said oh. my aesthetic was but I don't think it was great I was really into the long sleeves with a t-shirt over it at that time Oh. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have athleisure like the used to when we were going to school. <laughs> like all the <laughs> college kids that I see now are wearing like, you know, their leggings and athleisure wear. So Yeah. Yeah. But speaking yeah, no. of no sorry, speaking oh, of no good. buttons, like if you see behind the scenes of like motorcycle or sorry, I call it motorcycles is for lovers. So I apologize <laughs> if I get the title wrong throughout this. Um, but the behind the scenes for love is in the air. A lot of the actors like have their shirts unbuttoned down to their belly button. And it just is that that's the fashion in Thailand. I'm here I for it. it. And I get, yeah, and I think that's, what's funny is that it's not buttoned and just unbuttoned and you've just thrown no. your shirt on it's unbuttoned down to it and so it like really goes down to the belly button and then kind of like pouches open in the chest so it's a very yeah. signature look it is and it works well for them so it does great. so okay so the drama we're talking about tonight is love in the it's actually not even love is in the air it's love in the air <laughs> so we're gonna just butcher the name of this because you call it motorcycles is for lovers i call it love is in the air it's actually love in the air and um i thought maybe what i could do is just like i pulled up the my drama list like the short little synopsis because i was like if i tried to explain this it's not that it's overly complicated but i feel like we'd be here way too long trying to like explain it so there's a short little like pithy blurb so i thought i could read that and then we can kind of take it from there Perfect. So, and it's actually, um, it's very emotive, this little blurb. So, when clouds in the sky and falling rain tease the two close friends in trouble, rain and sky, it takes them to Paiyu and Prapai, who are not only cunning saviors, but also guys making storms in the two best friends' hearts. The war of love is about to take place in the warm spring, hot summer, 
lonely autumn and cold winter? How would the atmosphere of love be? Which way would their hearts wave and the air full of love take them to? <laughs> so that actually tells you nothing about what this drama is. Which is why I love motorcycles is for lovers because it is very descriptive. There's motorcycle racers and they have lovers. So Yes. It's basically that. And it's adapted <laughs> from two novels. So it's basically two stories kind of combined together taken from two um, novels love storm and love sky and um the person who wrote this is like pretty big in the bl world right Mm -hmm. yeah Um, she wrote tharn type and love by chance which are two like foundational bl dramas okay and her name is main yeah i'm probably miss yeah i'm probably mispronouncing it but but an easy spelling is M-A-M-E is what her um, pen name is, at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically, the premise of this show is two older guy friends who are quite captivated by these two young, not in the engineering department, they're in the architecture department. A real straight from <laughs> the norm. <laughs> <laughs> With their buttons still buttoned up high. And so... Yes. One thing I really appreciated about this, because, you know, we talk about one thing that I like in Korean dramas is a lot of times you have like a shorter, punchy, like you don't get into like these drawn out series where we're breaking up couples and da, da, da. But even with like this format of like 16 episodes or 20 episodes, sometimes I feel like the story can get quite stale between the one couple. Mm -hmm. And so I think what this show did that I haven't really seen many, I don't think I've seen any dramas do it to like this degree Mm -hmm. is um, the first half of the drama series focuses on one couple and then it pivots to the next couple. And then, but in both of the, like the main couple stories, the B couples there, Mm -hmm. um, but just, you know, they're not the focus. And so it's actually quite good because you get two kind of full stories while you're still getting kind of like the build of the first, like the second couple as you're seeing the first and like getting some questions because they kind of keep things mysterious. Mm -hmm. And then that second story, you get to have the fun of seeing the first couple kind of like living out their happy, you know, happy ever Mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it would be too short for like, once I realized how the storyline was going to go, I was like, Oh shoot. I don't know if that's enough time with Pipayu in rain. Like I want them for longer, but it actually worked out really well. I liked that a lot. Hmm. Were you kept like, okay. When you watched this, what got you watching it? Because I watched it because you told me to. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it because I'm in a BL group on Facebook and somebody posted the trailer and I know that we talk a lot about age floors in Afternoon of Delight and Boss, the actor that plays Pipayu, is 24, 23. So he's not, he, <laughs> he, he's a baby, but he is a beautiful man. And I was like, I should probably watch him in whatever this drama is. So, yeah. He is staggering to look at yes (laughs) i mean and i don't even feel like i'm like being like a dirty older lady about i mean like i'm sure that element's there but it's just almost like when you see a piece of art and you're just like wow this is just Mm -hmm. a beautiful being and i feel like that a lot when i see like jimin from bts or something Mm -hmm. where it's just like Mm -hmm. look 
I don't know what this is. You're just so beautiful that you're kind of like on your own little like level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I have come to accept my <laughs> admiration <laughs> for those that are below the floor. It's like, yep, you're a work of art and I can appreciate you as such. So yeah. yeah. So that's why I started watching it from that group and um, just, just seeing boss. I was like, okay, this is going to be good. And it was so- really good. Were you hooked right away? Yeah, I really was. I liked I liked the dynamic that they had. I liked the power and um, differential between Boss and Rain, but it still felt really, really healthy. Um, I liked the motorcycles. Who knew that I loved motorcycle racing as much as I do now? Um, <laughs> I thought that was a really fun like piece to throw in there. And I just like watching like powerful men fall hopelessly in love with their partners. And that's what love is in the air gave us. So. Yes. The first one definitely has like a bit of, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like straight up enemies to lovers, but I feel like it's like that flavor kind of, but then there's the faded mates element because you see that they'd had like a connection Mm -hmm. that they hadn't known about. So without getting into like too many spoilers. Yeah. Like they, they'd had, Kipayu, the the older one who we've been saying is very beautiful, he affected the younger, um, his younger boyfriend's life reign in a really pivotal way that neither of them really had realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was also in the architecture department. He was the god of the department is what they call him throughout the yes. show. I because love he that was so like, good. <laughs> so good. He's so good. He basically is working. So it's <laughs> he is working as an architect. Uh-huh. who also is the best motorcycle builder in Thailand, if not the world. <laughs> and he works for a very mysterious boss that we really don't encounter, which is also interesting. Yeah. Who has rate. And then his best friend, who's the other like love protagonist for the secondary relationship. He's the big racer. So mm-hmm. the first guy, he's a good rider, but he doesn't like to ride much, even though he's amazing at it. He mm-hmm. just likes to build the bikes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay, sure. But there's yeah. enough nuance there that like it's kind of interesting. Like they don't just go for like the lowest hanging fruit of everything. Like he's this working architect who just by night goes to underground motorcycle racing and builds out amazing bikes. Yeah. Well, because his family owned that garage. So he grew up, right? Is that am yeah. I remembering the story right? So he grew up fixing bikes and then also wanted to go to architecture school and yes. be the best architect in all and of time must ride like he rode against one enemy he can ride amazing but yeah. i don't remember exactly he's just not into riding all the time that's just not his thing yeah he'd rather be behind the scenes yes mm-hmm. and then our main character like his love interest is was interested in a girl interestingly enough who was interested mm-hmm. in the guy Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the setup is like, he's like, well, who's this guy that like my girl crush is interested in? Yeah. Yeah. And so he was going to like win him over to prove a point and, and it made up- no sense to me. It made yeah. no- the setup to me really made no sense. Like he's like, I'm going to like get you to, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Want me. I mean, like it made some sense. No, it really, I, w- I was kind of baffled for like the first episode and a half of what the plot was. But they had enough chemistry and charisma that I was like, 
I don't really get like the premise is pretty flimsy, but like whatever, everyone looks pretty good while they're doing it. And then it clicked into a story that made sense to me. So that's the thing too, is I think if you started watching this and you were kind of like at the beginning, like, I don't know, this is a kind of wobbly start in terms of the plot. Just hang on to the motorcycle because it's going to start to like get into like a more traditional romance. It's actually very cute. It is super cute. The first two episodes were just weird because you watched the first episode and then they repeated like three fourths of the first episode in the second episode. Yes. So it's okay to fast forward through. Yes. The through pacing some of is weird at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just know that like you just have to get used to the fact that like there's a bratty little diva and kind of a smoldering older mm-hmm. architect Mike motorcycle builder. <laughs> yeah. But somehow, like somehow, his brattiness doesn't come across as like obnoxious. Like he, no. he walks that line so well as a character of yes, being and that's the brat. Hard to do. Both the younger boys do. Like they're yeah. both, uh, like in different ways. Like I'd say the first, the first love story has rain. And Rain is very much like a baby diva that I don't think has really come into his power. He's coming into his power throughout the drama of like his diva capacity. I don't think he fully like it's not like he like was like, oh, yes, I am a diva. He just mm. he he just innately is, mm-hmm. which I think was part of the attraction. Mm-hmm. For a pipe. Like, you know, some people just like a little diva and he is a little diva. He's a little mm-hmm. princess and you just want to take care of him. Yeah, yeah wants to um, how did he say it in the first episode he wants to like teach him or something like that yeah, yeah. i he wants to teach him but like they had like they're even their setup at the beginning was like i'm gonna make you want me and then i'll have won uh-huh. nothing really right. i don't know right <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're just like totally love and making out and then it's really good so yeah. One thing, though, that I do want to stress in this, and this is, you know, some people may not enjoy this. I didn't realize that I was kind of missing it, I think, is I don't mind at all the chasteness elements that are in, like, you know, most Korean dramas that I see. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, I, it's not something um, I have big, strong feelings about. But I will say that Thai BL feels like it gets pretty darn hot. And mm-hmm. in this one in particular, they acknowledge it's not just that it gets hot, it acknowledges like the intimacies, intimacies that happen around sex. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I think more so, I'm trying to think because Tharn type is one of the hottest, like, and was one of the first to show like real kissing and real chemistry between the the male leads. And I think that they do a different form of intimacy of like watching types walls come down. Like that's a form of intimacy in my opinion, as you're Mm -hmm. watching that drama. Um, But this one like is just like the, the physical act of sex and making out and cleaning up after each other and what it's like to care for matter of factly like it's just like it's just part of it and i mean in most romances like even in like western stuff it's not like after people have hooked up they're like okay well like let me get you a washcloth so we can like clean this mess all up you know like and so and in this it's not like they like they don't make it to be titillating which is interesting it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like just more that they've built in the realities of the messiness Mm -hmm. that ties in with sex basically yeah yeah and i loved it for that 
it made me very happy. I did too, because it felt very like normalizing and I don't know. I think I could buy a lot of the different, like, you know, there is a little bit of like a power differential, but like not really. I mean, they walk that line pretty well, but then Mm -hmm. when you see the couples navigating just all the aspects, I don't know, like it just makes it feel like more of a well-rounded couple. They're not just like, oh, you're so hot. And then it's like fade to black. It's kind of like them just like navigating the realities of, you know, their relationship and each other and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I Um, liked that it showed like different versions of a healthy relationship, like rain and, Paiu's relationship is very different than Sky and Pei's and but they're both really healthy it's just different aspects of that yes and I would say that like what are some of the things that we see that look like they're centering healthy choices and relationships or green flags uh oh I think the biggest green flag is Sky and Pai's relationship like how Every time something was going on internally with Sky, Papai was like noticing it and making sure he was okay and stepping back when he needed to. Um, and that there's nothing sexier than that green flag, in my opinion. And yeah. there, if we could, can I spoil? Like, can we talk about spoilers? Yeah, I think we can talk about some spoilers, especially because some of the spoilers come with like some probably like some trigger warnings that people should be aware of, too. Yeah. So their Sky has a pretty significant like trauma background. And I'm a trauma therapist. I work exclusively exclusively with women who've experienced trauma. And so watching that and like how he helped build that like really healthy attachment and help sky feel secure in the relationship i've actually like found myself giving examples from motorcycles to my clients without like naming the drama of like this is what it can look like you can you know have those feelings the traumatic memory is going to come up and here's how you ground yourself you know like using the examples from the show and i i just love that they are such a green flag couple Yes. And there is, you know, some aspects of, yeah, like relationship violence, sexual violence. And Mm -hmm. I think overall it doesn't, I'm just, you know, everyone kind of comes to like what their own comfort level is. I know that you chose to like fast forward a few scenes where you weren't going to like miss the thrust of the story, but you know, you didn't need to like, you know, experience like, you know, that, but I would say it doesn't, you can not, if you don't want to watch some of those scenes, you can move past them, I think, relatively quickly and easily. Yeah. Would you say? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I just watched the same eight minutes of episode 13 over and over again. Because that's all <laughs> I need. I don't need to see the rest of it. But I don't miss out on anything. Yes. And you, you know what happened to him. like Because I think that, that his trauma background was really well portrayed in the drama. Like having those flashbacks that weren't really too revealing so you understood what was going on and how he felt um, without having to see the specifics and then episode 13 you see it and you can like I did choose to fast forward through it because I don't need to see that yeah and so yeah I think that that's something so folks just knowing that that is in the drama it is a bigger part of the second 
couple's story, which is in the back half of the drama, but um, actually like watching like very specific scenes that like have like flashbacks, they are pretty short and concrete. And it's pretty like clear to be like, okay, I'm going to like fast forward. And then when that's done, it's not like it just keeps coming back and like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think you can watch around that fairly easily. Yeah. Um, and then another choice, and this is a, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's also a um, like part of the setup is that in the second couple's um, relationship, they start with a, w- this is one of my favorite tropes. They start with a one night stand mm. and then like, don't see each and then come back and find each other. And then they do it again. And it's like all fresh. So I think it's fun when that happens because you can have like, a lot of chemistry and like see how this all like works well to like how they they have a lot of chemistry they have no problems in that department and then like you flick back into the real world and they're living their lives but like you know one kind of can't stop thinking of the other and then they like have to like then there's the chase and then you get like the whole like falling in love and then that leads to it again and it feels fresh so it's I think it's always when it's done well with good chemistry and good storytelling it's fun because you can kind of like get the get the emotional payoff like twice essentially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh my gosh I love those first few episodes of their story and just like watching like them build that relationship back up so incredible so well done yeah and it shows the difference between having like a super hot one night stand is very different than what it is to like have a boyfriend mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh, so sweet and Rain in Paiu's story is equally sweet. There, it's equally green flaggy. Um, it's just so different in how they interact with each other and the the power dynamics that they have. So, yeah, and sex sex underpins both stories. But I would mm-hmm. say the in the first story, which is Rain and Paiu, there's there's no trauma history there, and I would say that there's a lot more exploration of like. And I mean, it's done with a pretty light touch, but it's still, I think, really sexy and interesting is the fantasy elements mm-hmm. and like the um, role playing. And they really don't shy away, especially once you get into like the special episode, which we'll talk about in a second, which kind of like came at the very like just released recently, which is like, you know, kind of like the bonus epilogue is mm-hmm. really there's a lot of space given towards fantasy and role play. Yeah, yeah. That's one of like the best lines in the show is when he's like, oh, so you want me to wear different like costumes? Like, how about a pilot costume? And Rain is like, no, that's not my thing. And then he's like, okay, but yeah, maybe you should. Yeah, actually, that's exactly my thing. Can we always have that be my thing? Right, right. And he just like, they talk about it. Like, what a healthy relationship is like, no, actually, I do want that. Yeah. And that's where I think it, what's interesting is that, yeah, with Reigns, there is a bit of like the coming of age and this person coming into like their power, both as like being the baby diva, but also as like a sexual being and like the stuff that they're into. And it's, there's kink elements to it. I wouldn't say it's like super kinky and super raunchy. It's just more kind of like, but it's also not like straight up vanilla either like there's right. experimentation and there's trying things out and there's communicating and there's some of the awkwardness of talking it out and so I find it very endearing yeah oh same and not really done in any other shows no so. and I mean like in any really that I can think of as well and so 
um, you know, something that seems like it's been like happening more and more lately. Um, and I don't know if I'm just like being more attuned to it or if it's just like more of a phenomenon is there has been a little bit of folks I feel like having hitting more slumps in K-drama. And I'm finding it interesting because I don't think it's like a forever phenomenon. But I think that I don't know if it's that certain show, like the way shows are getting put out right now or the writing or the storytelling. I mean, there's certainly things that are still becoming big hits that people are really into and identifying with. But um, it seems like there's also maybe it's just that there's so much out there now that it's easy for there to be like other miss, like more misses sometimes, too, for people or just mm-hmm. not even misses, just kind of like they're not wowed or they're not surprised or they're not like touched in some way. And that's where I feel like the Thai BL for me has become like you've jumped in the whole way. I'd say that like, you know, I kind of tend to cycle back and forth now between mm-hmm. Korean dramas and Thai BL. Um, but the things I'm liking with Thai BL is a little bit more of like the frankness around sex, because mm-hmm. as much as I can like understand not including it in everything, and it's not like I have to have it in everything, it is a big part of a lot of relationships. And seeing how people navigate it and how that like works is inherently interesting when it's done like this, which I feel like makes people vulnerable, having conversations that you don't see a lot of times being had, like, you know, on the screen. And so it makes mm-hmm. me really curious if it was just like hot guys making out and being super sexy over and over. I mean, sure. It's like nice to watch, but I think it would start to feel a bit like, yeah, I honestly think it would start to get a little bit stale and you get a little desensitized, but it's like, it's the emotional dynamics that underpin it that make it good TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the intimacy thing is really fascinating in the Thai BLs because then you have some dramas like this where they're just like, yeah, like, let's enjoy it. Let's talk about it. And somewhere it's like, "Mm, I don't think like I want to kiss, but not kiss. And so there's a lot of like push pull. Mm -hmm. And I don't need like because there's some that are coming out now that are like that. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Like they they love each other and they want to be boyfriends but they's going to push him away every chance he gets when they're trying to like be intimate so it's sort of fascinating to watch the different ones and how they portray intimacy yes so do you have any um k-drama bls that have been a favorite or japanese bl like or anything else that's like non-tai bl that like sticks out for you as like a particular favorite uh there's uh the korean bls are really good like we've talked about or you and megan talked about semantic air on the podcast Mm -hmm. before that one is fantastic i liked cherry blossoms in winter i think or something like that yeah that i liked that sweetness a lot and that one wasn't very spicy like that one was not at all that was super and that was a funny one because that was wasn't that the one where he like randomly lives with the family like i forget the premise but he like yeah he just lives with the family yeah he his mom died when he was really young and so like he was raised by this guy's you know and his mom not a stepbrother but essentially like uh quasi not really your brother but like whatever yeah yeah um and then there's one also that is on um the same streaming service as love in the air and ken porsche called blooming and i love that one and that's a kbl um that one is so good i watch that one all the time it's two college students they're in the film department and it's just like 
it's just cute. You should watch that one if you haven't. Okay. I think it's like 10 episodes long and each Blooming? episode is like blooming. Okay. B-L-U-E-M-I-N-G, I think. Oh, okay. Got you. So, so yeah, yeah, that's one other thing is <laughs> Tybeel is also not without an additional investment. Yes. <laughs> so I don't think you find any Tybeel, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you'll know on like the main what folks who are like really into like the k-dramming scene are gonna have like probably netflix probably vicky so you're gonna have to like reach into your pockets if you're gonna like yeah. take on yeah. tybl yeah yeah well for the first for a very long time i only watched bl on youtube there mm-hmm. is a ton of bl on youtube and so i watched the majority of mine on that and then um my husband got me a subscription to Vicky and there's quite a few on there. And then when Ken Porsche came out, I broke down and got, I, I can never remember. I call it IQ, but it's, yeah, it's not pronounced how I pronounce it. Um, and because that's what Ken Porsche is on and there's Ken Porsche, um, and then love in the air. And there's quite a few that are coming out now that are BLs on that as well. So, Yes, that and then you good. got me into another one for a little while called Tencent. Yeah, Tencent Wii TV because that's where Love Mechanics is. Which and I think we'll do a whole other one on yeah. Love Mechanics. I think that's its own. We don't have enough time for my love of war for this <laughs> snack that we're doing. So yeah. so that's one another thing is that the um, in Thailand, the, um, the, the actors all take on kind of like nicknames yeah um so i think it's just to in i don't know if it's up to appeal to the west per se it doesn't for, like it. yeah no if i'm understanding this correctly because the actor perth who was in kin she was um one of the bodyguards in kin she is australian and thai and has a really fun youtube channel and he explained it as like the thai last names are very long and unwieldy um and then they're given like thai first names and then they're given a name that sort of symbolizes maybe something meaningful for the parents or something they wish for their children so like the actor bible was born on christmas day and so they like gave him the name Bible. And um, so there's, that's why the actors have different, like there's like off and gun and yin and war and have these sort of weird to us sounding names. Is because- it's just, it, I guess not weird. I, but that makes a lot more sense. It makes me feel better. Cause I wasn't sure if, cause they're mostly English too. Yeah. Yeah, And so I was like, are they picking nicknames to like, and I'm like, I don't, it doesn't feel like that. So what you're explaining makes more sense. Yeah. So boss has a little clip either on YouTube or behind the scenes or somewhere where he talks about his dad gave him the name boss because it was meaningful for him and he wanted yada yada. So um, usually those names are given to um, them by their family. And then that's just sort of like, if you're friends or close to, then you use that like more casual, informal name. So, okay. Which is so, much easier to pronounce usually than their Thai names. Yeah. And they, um, yeah. And they're fun to remember because there's like a lot of just like, yeah, quirky ones like war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I would say love is in the air is definitely worth to me investing in a new app just because there's a quite a few um other good tybls on that app like kim porsche plus many others mm -hmm. um and so i think if you're looking for something that is has a higher heat level but is grounded in like characterization so it's heat mm -hmm. level plus characterization if that's something that you feel like you're like having like an itch for i think that this is a good drama for that yeah it's so good so good. and if there you love a... a man with a half ponytail is <laughs> apparently Which... and with an undercut it's like a whole thing it's, so it's not like just a half ponytail half ponytail undercut yeah it's it's a problem those Thai <laughs> actors have perfected it and it's a real problem for me because there's a actor bone and he is a beautiful human being and he also wears a half ponytail this is blonde though so Oof. it's pretty beautiful and the other i to close it out too i'd say like the unsung hero of the thai bls is thailand itself because i have got such like vacation fomo now to go to mm -hmm. thailand mm -hmm. because it's just always looking like the perfect temperature even the rain looks like warm and comforting like it's just like it's a really constant thing of like everywhere that they go I'm like oh that looks like I would really like to be there too yeah like when they <laughs> go to the see. seaside I want to go to the seaside when they go to the forest I want to go to the forest it's beautiful yeah. it's a beautiful country yeah when they're eating their delicious food I want to eat the delicious food too there's like a lot of good tropical fruit that's being like at any given time and like mm -hmm. yeah so I think that's fun too, because that's something I do like the food porn that's in K-drama. Um, I don't know. I just thought of something though. In Love in the Air, Love in, yeah, Love in the Air, was there product placement or was I just completely missing that? Oh. I don't remember any overt product placement because there's overt product placement in other Tybiel I've seen. Yeah. I don't yeah. I mean, if there was, it wasn't like a, we're going to Subway. Yeah, I don't think so. Now that you say that. And I almost am like surprised when I think of it because Kim Porsche, like they would just pull out of scenes to be like, look at the bread we're eating. And then it would like <laughs> zoom in on the bag of bread. Whereas there was none of that to be had in this. Maybe the motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot Ma of porn shots of motorcycles. Maybe we got like many many minutes of footage of those motorcycles so yeah, like some sexy loving footage of that of architecture little like dioramas being built and then just like hot boys grinding on each other and talking dirty there's a lot of dirty talk didn't you say so much okay. dirty talk <laughs> so okay let's close it out by saying that then because i find this fascinating from a writer perspective too because people will talk about like how much to price books or da 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 um and then i'll be like how much am i gonna pay for this app to watch something i realized that when something has like got me by the throat that's when they i'm just gonna throw money at that problem and so mm -hmm. they did a like special epilogue a special like you know seasons finale yeah. or you know show yeah. finale and they released it on vimeo which right. we both acknowledged was unusual yeah so when Vimeo they have a whole by my kids plays like when my kids are in school musicals i like buy the musical that want like for the to send to the grandparents of Vimeo. yeah yeah i don't understand why they didn't just do it on the app itself 
I don't know, except for the fact that they priced it at $12.99 and I didn't even blink. I was like, no. yeah, and I'm on it right now because right. I need to fit. <laughs> because I need to see what's happening with those boys. We needed the happy ending because they didn't, they didn't, yeah, it didn't end, end very well. It didn't end unhappily, but it ended like where we didn't have like the come down and mm-hmm. after you kind of ended right. where like you knew it was all worked out but like you were right. still like oh my god it's still like also raw like i didn't see them like you know just living their lives and making out and having that little epilogue yeah yeah so we we, and we needed that yeah so when you watch this be prepared that you will 100 percent be like i am spending an extra 12.99 to go into mm-hmm. vimeo and to watch the and to own because you can own it then and watch it forever as many and, times as you want. <laughs> and you had a uh, a funny run in at home with this, correct? Yes. So, <laughs> so I was, I'm not even going to tell you the number of times that I've watched the special episode because it's <laughs> embarrassing. But sometimes when I'm working on projects in my craft room, I watch a Thai drama that I've already seen. So I was like, oh, I'll just put on the special episode while I'm doing this. And my husband was cooking dinner and he had the door closed to my office. And then he comes in right as... (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even know what he was walking into. Right when Rain was calling Paiyu daddy and they were... They were having a good time. They were and he was like, a daddy episode where they were like trying out daddy. Like daddy was yeah. like, like, it wasn't like they just were like, hey, daddy. It was like, what's this daddy thing? Like, let's get into yeah. this daddy element. <laughs> yeah. And they, there was very sexy times had by those two boys. And so my husband like opens the door, sees what's happening, shuts the door and says, dinner is ready take your time (laughs) i'll (laughs) knock next time (laughs) i just think that's so funny to be like oh you know my partner's in her craft room crafting away and then meanwhile it's like daddy's on tv (laughs) (laughs) and then when i was like put my craft away and went to have dinner we laughed about it the entire night (laughs) Yeah, I mean, now you just have to go to bed and be like, good night, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, is that what those Thai BLs are all about? And I was like, "Mm, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you want to explore what it's like. Because in that one, it was interesting because like it was like, again, you see this like younger guy coming into his power and being like, you know, what's what's going on with this daddy thing? And the other guy's like, I like I don't know if I'm into it. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm into it. (laughs) And then they're both like, oh, yeah, we're really into it. (laughs) And I appreciate that. It was like a full evolution. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, so funny and so well done. And that was great. Yeah. Yeah. So you will want to spend $12.99 just to watch the daddy evolution. Right. And then you can imagine me in my craft room and then my husband walking <laughs> in on that <laughs> so yeah so i guess you don't have to like motorcycles we didn't think we like motorcycles you're gonna like them enough by the end of this yeah yeah 
for sure. There was at one point when we were when it was airing that I was like on a walk in my neighborhood and there was a motorcycle and I took a picture and I sent it to you and I was like immediately looking, looking for Paiyu. I was like, where is he? He's in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've just never had the motorcycle thing. And now I'm like, oh, I kind of get it. And I also appreciated again with Rain's evolution into like fantasy spaces being like, oh, I didn't realize I liked uniforms and costumes and whatever of what it's like when they take I didn't realize underneath the racing outfits because they're very responsible they're wearing like full you know leather body suits to race in to protect themselves but when they take that off the underlayer is not unattractive like or, I mean that's like there's a whole level of like beauty of what's happening underneath those racing things yes yes there is and thank you to motorcycles we now know that <laughs> Yeah, I would never, I'd never really thought like, what are folks wearing under their like racing leathers? And now I know, and it's tight and hot and Mm -hmm. characters in this drama react surprised. Like, I feel like I was going through it with Rain (laughs) as he was like, wait a second. I was like, wait, yeah. I feel like I was sitting there too. Like, hang on. Yeah. I have to keep going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of clothes, but they keep getting tighter and hotter. Right. (laughs) yeah what did he say he's like i like the one who wears it too i just oh that was such a sweet line oh my gosh yeah there were lots of good lines uh i think my favorite though is when um you know this is a no context spoiler of you know the the young rain the young little diva doesn't know how to ride motorcycles nor is he ever going to probably learn how to ride a motorcycle but he's interested in learning riding techniques (laughs) and so there's a whole other scene that's just really awesome where he's just gonna learn how to be a good little writer yep yep and you know Paiyu's gonna teach him and it's great yeah it's consensual driving lessons (laughs) (laughs) so I mean I hope that at this point we sparked some interest this wasn't like a thinky deep dive it's more of an infomercial pod (laughs) yeah to say this is if you're hitting a slump or if you're just kind of like curious what else is out there in like the world of Asian entertainment, we gently suggest looking over at Thailand and seeing what they're offering because they're fun. They are really tropey. They're really, um, again, the good kind of like hookiness that like K-dramas have. I think BLs have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll we'll give you these little snacks along the way to introduce you to more because there's so many it can be overwhelming where to start. Yeah, but so. it's kind of along the lines of like if you like cute boys, or you know, I'd like to say cute young men. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I I don't want my floor to be that low. I don't want to be talking about boys, but cute cute men mm-hmm. being attractive. You just get to have like them all. Like it's just like cute men times two. Yeah. It's great. it's great. I'm never going back. I can almost guarantee that because they <laughs> are just making them faster than I can watch them. So, and you are, cause yeah, I'll just be like, okay, so what am I going to watch next? Just tell me the one to watch next. I don't want to do any research myself. Just tell me because so far you have not let me down. Everyone I've watched that you've recommended. I haven't hit one yet that I'm like, oh, I didn't enjoy that one at all. Like each one has been delightful in its own way. Some yeah. are clearly just way better than others, but even like the ones like pizza, even if it's like, meh, it's still like pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you haven't even seen an off gun yet, right? Uh, like Theory of Love or Not mm-hmm. Me. 
Oh my gosh, they're my favorite. No, I'm still like so. a very much a little BL baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so. feel like I've seen like maybe half a dozen now. So I mean, that's not very much. That's like saying I've watched half a dozen K drama. Like, there's many, many to choose from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many good ones out there right now. So we'll just so, keep okay. Well, the next time watch. we will come back and we can talk about you know maybe Thar and Type. We can talk about Love Mechanics. I think. Oh. We can spend like six hours on war alone. So, all right. Well, let's do some more snacks coming out. And so, this will just be our little, um, you know, niche snack fest. So, okay. and if you're listening and you have recommendations or you have questions, you can always email us at afternoon of delight podcast at gmail.com or Instagram, you know, afternoon of delight podcast get in the dms i'm usually the person that's there responding and yeah more more uh enabling is always good plus if you're looking for more recommendations i will kick it to allison because allison like i said has not led me astray yet that sounds good all right yep the winter is long and good thing that there's a lot of uh bls yeah no kidding (laughs) all right well have a good night and we'll do this again soon all right, sounds All right. good. Annyeong. Annyeong. Kamsamnida. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A F T E R N O O N A D E L I G H T. Com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, Annyeong!